Welcome to the home for Creative Sofa Living, the Creative Sofa Living podcast, episode 34. I'm Alyssa Foy, creator of the blog breezygreenhome.com. I'm a wife, mom, educator, and lover of living a creative sofa life, which all turns into a combo of simple homesteading. Listen in as I chat about just that, plus conversations with some pretty amazing people. So addiction is a big thing. It really um, is. Huge. And I feel as if alcoholism is like the only addiction where it's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. I could not agree more. Supported. Um, my husband is a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, Congrats to him. Thank you. And my dad. And, um, you know, it just, I could go on and on and on with the long line here. But the thing is, let's start at the beginning because, you know, when did you realize that alcohol was impeding upon your functionality when you just said, I can't do this anymore? Yeah. I remember very how, when my husband went through that. Yeah. It's, well, it's so funny that you say I could go on and on and on because I truly think addiction touches almost everybody. Like everybody either is is addicted in some way, or they know someone, they're a family member, they're a friend of somebody. So addiction touches so vastly so many lives. Um, I would say whenever I really realized I had a problem and it was affecting my everyday life because prior to that, trust me, I have, I have had instances, crazy, wild, crappy situations that I got myself into, but in the moment I never related it back to alcohol. I never like could really identify that that's what was causing my problems. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the year of 2017, Mm -hmm. I started going to therapy And I had realized my anxiety was just plaguing my life. And once I started going to therapy, I remember my therapist asking me, how much do you drink? And I told her, I said, I'm drinking like four nights a week, two bottles of wine. Yeah. And she was like, I remember her reaction and me being like, oh, because she was like, oh my gosh, two bottles of wine. Like you're, you're a small person. That's a lot for you to drink. And I never thought of it that way. I just thought everybody did that. Or like I was young, everybody's drinking this way. Everybody's like me. And in my small circle of friends that I had, that was the case. Um, but I would say it was like the beginning of 2017 once I identified, but that whole year was kind of like me figuring things out. And then I'd try to quit and I re- would relapse and all of the things. And then it wasn't until the end of the year that I really was able to stay sober. Oh, congratulations. Because I remember that when my husband just hit rock bottom, you know, went through a whole handle bottle, had nips hidden all over the house. Yeah. Um, all of that. And he's just like this last one, just one more. This yeah. is and um, until he really hit rock bottom and he's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, and <laughs> so congratulations to you 
as we say, one day at a time, right? One day, one day at a time. Yeah. But, um, well, you are definitely a, an amazing spokeswoman for this. And Thank you. don't you tend to notice it more and more around you and how society has just, I don't know, taken on this whole, like you mentioned the mommy juice and yes. this and that. And I feel as if, you know, I love how you just, you realized that you had to voice an opinion about it or really yes. just say, Hey, look, um, this is what I'm seeing on the other side. Yeah. I think a lot of people took the content that I was putting out there as judgmental, which would mm-hmm. never be my intention to do so. Um, I see a scary thing that's going on in our society where when you look at the bigger picture of what we really have on these social media platforms right now, right. Are millions of teenagers and young adults that are soon going to be parents themselves. And Mm -hmm. although I, there's not one ounce of my being that believes that people that are making these reels or these TikToks or these memes jokingly about using alcohol as a coping mechanism, it is becoming a white noise. And I think it is showing that even though it's a joke, it is a completely acceptable thing in our society. And it scares me just for future generations. Mm-hmm. Um, women especially are just highly susceptible within the past decade. Um, alcoholism in, in women is up 58%, which is such a high number. So high. Yeah. And, and you're right. I, it's, you notice things around you that no, you don't notice. I feel like if you, unless you have somebody that is in recovery or you are in recovery yourself, when you start listening to the music, even that's on the radio, it's hard to find a song that doesn't have alcohol in it. Right. And it's just everywhere in our society right now. It is everywhere. I mean, I'm even noticing, you know, shirts that say like, I don't know, like wine time or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't wear a shirt that said soda time. Not that I don't drink soda, but you know what I mean? Just, yeah. <laughs> so but I'm just like, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just interesting. It's just really interesting. And don't you feel like that's what moms now are just like, I need to have this in order to cope yeah, that's what I feel like. like yeah, you see it so much more in culture now. Like you see it just in on T-shirts, on mugs, on like so many things. And like I said, it, it definitely comes off as a harmless thing. Um, it comes off as like there's there's no harm in this. It's a funny joke. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, again, there are mothers that are suffering in silence and they're seeing these things and they're thinking that the way that they're coping and the, the ways that they're going about their day to deal with stress, whether it be children or not, is normal. It's a normal way to deal because they're seeing it everywhere in culture right now. Right, right. And don't you feel, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but you know, not not drinking I feel as if sometimes people go on the defense Mm -hmm. and they'll say like well I only have two I only have one like Mm -hmm. 
I'm not like they think I'm judging them right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That, like, oh, you're a you know quote unquote parent or this mm-hmm. or that. Yeah. Or you're too good. And how do you deal with that? Um, and it's so funny because I I can't tell you how many times in the past month I've heard Karen or to get off my high horse, um, which it's not about. I think you know I have my husband has such a healthy relationship with alcohol if we're celebrating something, he can have one drink or at dinner, he can have one drink. And I do think he'll be a good example to our children one day to show when, when we have appropriate times for alcohol, I think alcohol is like everywhere in our society right now where it's whatever, right? You new year's football games, birthdays, celebrations of whatever. I just feel like coping with parenting is like the one that's the one place that it's just not, it's not a a good place. It's a dangerous place for it to be. Right. But I do think, I think one of my clearest messages was you can be a parent and drink. Like that's not the the issue. It's the coping part. That's scary. Um, For me going out, I think really what, when I first got sober and I would be like going out and like, we would go somewhere and I would order a drink and I would just say, I'll just have a water. And they would say, yeah, but what do you like? You want a water, but what do you want to drink? And I'm like a water. (laughs) And I would get so uncomfortable at first in my recovery because like, again, that was the social setting where I feel like I rocked, right? Like I was like the most fun whenever I was drinking and like life of the party, But the more, the longer that I go in my sobriety, the more that a part of me, I feel like a part of my mission of breaking the stigma with addiction Mm -hmm. is to kind of take that shock value away and create it like a normal conversation of if someone says, what do you want to drink? And I say, I just want a water. But it's okay, right? Yeah. And they say, why? I just, I'm very matter of fact in my answer of I'm addicted to alcohol or I'm an alcoholic. And this is the, this is what I'm having to drink tonight. And I try to make it in a way where people, it's not awkward for them. Right. I know. It's something that I feel like there is such a stigma where people feel shame with saying that. I know the first time that I came out and said that I was an alcoholic, I was terrified to do it. You're a what? Like you yeah. have a thing, right? Yeah. And, um, but it's a disease that I'll live with for the rest of my life going one day at a time. And I, but I'm proud of that. It's not something that is an easy road for people to walk. And when you do make it on the other side, it's something that people should be so proud of, so proud of that accomplishment. I mean, I am so proud of you. I mean, it's a huge accomplishment. Um, You you know, just, I know, probably I know what you've been through because Mm -hmm. um, I've witnessed it. And in some ways, I feel like the more my husband drank, the more I started to drink So Mm -hmm. I could just, this is not good for my body, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think, um, I remember him saying, you know what, since when he stopped drinking, his cholesterol went way down, like Mm -hmm. his, his whole, you know, he just felt so much better, Mm -hmm. right? You can can think clearly and you can accomplish things that alcohol always promised, Yes, but never delivered. Right. 
And, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, it gives you that when you stop, you realize, whoa, I can really think clearly. And yeah. I don't have to wake up on a Saturday and feel like crap because Friday I drank right after work. Yeah. And just done drinking. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's so funny that you say that because I do feel like the same with my husband when I quit drinking, it's like hit it. That was like this, like hobby that we had and he would never drink as much as I did, mm -hmm. but it was something that he would do with me. Mm -hmm. And then we just came up with different ways to have fun. And I know it's wild when people think about it. I remember when I announced my one year of sobriety on my social media and I went through all of the things that I experienced in one year without having a sip of alcohol. Well, oh, I'll have and, to check that out. And I think some people can't imagine that they can't imagine celebrating new years or they can't imagine celebrating these big events without drinking, which I was totally, I'm totally guilty of thinking that same yes. way. Yes. <laughs> um, but it is crazy. I got married this year and the, one of my biggest fears, I remember being in my therapist's office and when we would go back and forth about me, like, quitting and all of the things, my biggest fear, I said, what am I going to do on the day I get married? Am I not going to have a glass of champagne? And she said, no, no, you wouldn't. And right. I remember being terrified of that. And then I got married this year and I just remember feeling like I didn't even really need it that day at all. I just had my sparkling cider. We had the most fun. I laughed. I cried. I experienced every single vast array of emotions. I remember every moment and I was 100% in control the whole time. You and the moment. And that yeah. is just, you know, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no. <laughs> you remember the moment that is just because I remember, you know, um, on my wedding day, it was totally different. Mm -hmm. um, my husband remembers the beginning and a little bit in the middle and then the rest. I had to drive home in my wedding dress with him, mm -hmm. totally drunk, yeah. you know, driving a standard in a wedding. You know, it was it was great. Yeah. I mean, beautiful day, but he's just like, you know, um, but with all due respect, you know, he, um, he's just like so proud of, of everything he's accomplished now. Yeah. So, so, and the same with you. And I love that. Yeah. That, that clarity and you could enjoy your day. Enjoy my day. And it's, so my parents now, they, both of them, neither of them drink either. And it was such a beautiful moment, honestly, like I, I might tear up even talking about it, but we got, we, I, we rented a house. So it was just, um, my husband and then our parents and my grandmother was there. Um, so it was very small. And when we got back to the house, we, it was like 1230 at night and I was like, you know, tucking my parents into bed and, and saying good night to them. And um, we all were just standing there and I said, wasn't it just so great? We had such a good time and we didn't have a one sip of alcohol. Like, wasn't this like such a fun time? And my parents were like, it was so fun. And we like, didn't have to drink at all. And it was like the best so time. Nice. 
Can you share ways that you enjoy life now without Mm -hmm. alcohol? So what are some things that you do at night or, you know what I mean? It's a long after work all day or, you know, how do you de-stress? Yeah. So I love this because I feel like that was like such a crucial part. And that's a question that I get a lot on my social media account is like, what, like, what did you have to do? Like what really shifted? And I feel like, you know, addiction is, you really are like compulsive with a bad habit pretty much. And so you have to find new habits and new ways to do a lot of things. Um, so one thing that I changed was Friday was like my, my really big start to like my binge of like the whole weekend moving forward. So Friday, like clockwork, I would head to Harris Teeter. That's right down the street. I would pick up two bottles of wine and a pack of cigarettes. And I would literally come right out here to this back porch and park my butt. And it wouldn't matter if I had a friend or anybody I'd sit by myself and just do it. So instead on Fridays, what we started to do was we would get sushi from my favorite sushi restaurant. And it was a tradition every week, me and my husband, it was sushi. And then at the time there was live PD. Do you remember live PD on A&E? It was like, like a live cops show pretty much where you could like in real time, watch things going on. Oh my gosh. I would love, (laughs) I don't even remember that, but I would totally, (laughs) oh my gosh. So it's not on anymore, but we watched something else, but (laughs) yeah, we would go every, we would be like sushi and live PD every Friday. And that was a way for me to like celebrate my work week. And like, I had a productive week and we would be together. And I remember it was probably like two months into my sobriety and I had a horrible week at work and I came home on a Friday and I said, I looked at my husband because I had asked him to hold me accountable. Please hold me accountable to this goal. And I looked at him and I was like, I want to drink like right now. I, I really want to drink right now. And he was like, don't move. I'll be right back. And this was like the start of our like tradition. He went and got sushi, came back and he had like a bo- bottle of sparkling grape juice and we just sat and we just watched tv and we just hung out and so that was one thing that I started but I would say on a regular basis COVID has changed up so much because it it is a different world that we're living Mm -hmm. in so isolation has been really difficult because we don't have family down here where we live in Virginia Mm -hmm. but it is weird to just not see (laughs) So I would say like during COVID this year in particular has been like a little bit of a struggle. Me going to the gym is something that I look forward to every week. I go to a local gym here. And even though this classes are much smaller, there's only uh, eight of us total in there just being around that energy that you can feel from another human being is when you surround yourself with positivity and it sounds so corny and cliche. It does not sound corny at all. But when you can surround yourself with the, with goodness and with people that are, you know, they're just good souls. It is your life is different. I realized that too, is that, 
I had to reevaluate and that's scary for some people. You have to look at who's in your circle and, you know, and who is rooting for you and making you better. And then if somebody is just bringing you down, it's not saying you have to cut that person out of your life completely and like walk away. Obviously if it's an abusive, you -hmm. know, type of relationship. Yes. But Mm -hmm. you know, really picking and choosing who I wanted my energy to go to and who I wanted to feed energy off of was really important. That's awesome. And then personal development is like Mm -hmm. so huge. I feel like if I didn't get into personal development, I really wouldn't have had the courage to go to therapy in the first place. And so that has been like really huge is like in life, identifying shortcomings is hard. Like when you have to look inward and you have to see where can I find these areas of improvement that I can work on, then you are constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. And I, in our generation and this time that we're in right now, like this is a moment that like, I feel like older generations didn't have the ability to take advantage of is this movement where you are working on yourself and you are bettering yourself. Right. And that it's, it's so important. I mean, no matter what, I mean, I look at, you know, addictions, like I have an addiction to sweets. Like I love sweets and I know what it does to my body, you know, and and having to avoid that. So I, I don't want to say that's in comparison to alcohol, but I feel like we all have something we can work on and, and work on to better our well being, Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and no matter what it is, um, And so you mentioned something very important, friends, and being around people who support you. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, like, I have no problem being around people who drink. Yeah. I choose not to. My husband has no problem being around people who drink now. Before, at the beginning, it was tricky for him, very difficult. But now he's like, it doesn't even bother me. He's like, I don't even want anything. You know, one day at a time. But right now, that's where he is. So um, with that... I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, your, your tagline, like sober makeup mentor. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like people just go and have you, all right, two questions, I guess. Have yeah. you developed strong friendships on social media mm-hmm. and being on this platform, people can be cruel. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you maneuver between that? Like what you choose to post yeah. on Instagram, for example, like without, how do you do it? I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> so, okay. What was the first question? Cause I'll answer that first. So the first question is with friends, like, um, I don't even remember what the first question was. Was it about alcohol drink yeah. about them? Yeah. So with like my friends, I don't have friends that like will go and like totally will go out and like I'm there just not drinking and then they're like guzzling and having drink after drink after drink. My friends, when we go out, they'll have like a couple of drinks and then that's it. And then like we will go to bed. But I would say, but in the beginning, like you said, with with your husband, it was really tricky because the places that my husband and I would go to with our friends, like it was like these divey bars that like literally we haven't been back to. And it was, that was like the thing to do was to go and you just order tons of drinks and then get drunk there. So I wasn't hanging out with those same people and doing those same things. 
but and, yeah. And I, I've noticed, um, I don't know if it's still the trend now, but it was for a lot of parents, new parents to go to, um, brewery breweries. I can't even yeah. say that. That was the big, tra- I don't know if that's still the trend now. Like going, know. like they have like outdoor spots now. Uh, where outdoors you- and all the, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of, that can be a slippery slope for some, I'm sure. Yeah. We were down here once. It was like, I think the year after, like my first year of sobriety. And we went to this bar, this Irish pub on St. Patrick's day. Oh. And I remember my heart like sinking. This couple was in there and they were not in the right mind state with a baby and the baby was on the floor of this Irish and I was like what somebody going to do this is like a little baby in here I know and that was like the trend to bring the baby yeah your friends would get together and bring the kids I'm like but you're drinking and then you're gonna get behind a wheel and you have Mm -hmm. a baby like you have to like think about what you're doing Mm mm-hmm yeah I don't know and I guess I just remember getting together with friends and all you know all the adults would be drinking all the kids would be running off doing whatever yeah and that was what we did you know and then we get behind you get into the car and not think anything of it really totally oh my gosh the the (sighs) amount of times that I could tell you that I did things like that I would drink and my husband and I were talking about it on our way we went to Ohio um, a couple of days ago, we just got back and on, on the way back, we were talking about drink when we would get behind the wheel and, and there's no, di- the only difference between me and somebody that has a DUI or someone that got into a car accident and hurt someone or hurt themselves is I was lucky enough to not get caught. And for something like that to happen, I mean, I, it's a scary thing. It's a, it is a very scary thing. So how do you decide what to post on social media? So, <laughs> so it's, it's really crazy because I, it's so the, on the beginning of December, whenever I posted my first reel, that was against uh, wine mom culture. I was just on, I, I cannot describe really the way that I feel when I, I get this compelling feeling in my heart and my stomach. And I truly feel like it is outside of like this outside universe that is compelling me to speak on this topic because it's not talked enough about. And I, and it's very near and dear to my heart whenever Mm -hmm. I'm speaking about it. So Whenever I came up with that reel, I jokingly said, let's get this to 1.5 million views, this reel, because I had seen so many reels where people were saying what one that I saw was um, like the future generations are so screwed because they're, they're being raised by day drinkers or something. Mm. And this mom's filling up wine into her coffee cup or lick or vodka or something into her coffee cup. And one thing that I don't think, again, it's very harmless for people to do, to do these things. But one thing that I don't think that people think about also when they're posting it is someone that's drinking vodka at in nine o'clock in the morning out of a coffee cup is very sick and it's not funny. It's actually a very sad 
horrible life to live that no one wants to live it. And I don't think people realize that it hurts feelings, especially like for people in recovery, it's, it hurts feelings to see things like that. So I came up with this reel and it got, I got a lot of backlash from it. I'm not going to lie. And, and prior to that, I never had any type of negativity on my account because I didn't put myself in the position to do so. Right. I only chose to show things that would get positive feedback. And, you know, here's an outfit that I wore today. I'm going to show you how to put makeup on, or I just hit, you know, three years of sobriety. Those are always going to provoke people to just show love and support. So this was the first time that I had put myself on the receiving end of it. And um, it changed the way that I look at my social media in a good way. I feel like I want to be more intentional with what I'm putting out there. I came out with a second reel because I feel like I needed to clarify more, which it just Mm -hmm. enraged more people. But, um, I had such a good conversation with one of my, one of my friends, um, Camille, and she said to me, you can have a social media where you put out, you know, just positive things and you're going to get nothing but positivity in return. Right. But if you want to make a change, a societal change, you cannot have both. You have to be okay with the good and the bad. And it's so much easier said than done to not let those things that people say affect you. I had women pray that I never have children. I had women threaten physical harm to me. I had women, um, just saying terrible things. And I decided like to go back to therapy because this was an area of improvement for me. I was letting people that like, I don't will probably never see it in my life. <laughs> right. I, like letting their words affect me. And I think it's important for my children. I always think of everything that I do Mm -hmm. in a way that how I want to be the best mother that I can be one day. And I think it's important for my children to see that people can hurt you. And I think that is important for them to see, but I never want them to see me get sad or mad or upset. It's something that like, I don't even know who this person is. And they also don't know who I am. Exactly. Um, they get on the defense. I've noticed that people oh, will yeah. automatically be like, what are you saying about me? You know, and mm-hmm. they're suffering, they're struggling themselves, or they don't know yeah. if they're an alcoholic or not. And, and we're not here to label anybody yeah. as an alcoholic and say, you drink too much or whatever. Yeah. You're just sharing your story mm-hmm. and what's happening around, like what you can see and using social media as a platform to help people. Yeah. I think that's where, right? yeah, people got a lot of people misconstrued the message and, but a lot of people didn't a lot. I can't tell you how many wonderful messages that I got of support and women that thanked me uh, for opening up their eyes because truly like we were talking about earlier until you, until you can identify it and you can look at it for what it is, then you don't, you don't see it. You don't see it. And my, my, 
my true goal with it was to start a conversation and really for anybody that wished harm upon me or like said all these nasty things, the next time that they see a video that is, you know, poking fun at a mother that's coping with and using alcohol as a coping mechanism is that they think back to that reel and they think, okay, like, yeah. Think about it. Be mindful of what's actually maybe what the message is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's so important. And it does break my heart when I see that because I'm like, oh, there's something there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's scary for women. I can't tell you how many women reached out and they were like, thank you for sharing. I'm too afraid to post anything like this. Like, I feel like you are speaking to my heart and I feel so much of what you're saying but my friends would judge me so much if I posted something like this, or my family members would judge me if I posted something like this. And so that was also like another reason for me to come out with a second reel, because I felt like this needs to be talked about if, if I'm okay with it, Mm -hmm. working on growing this thick skin. (laughs) It's hard to do. It is so hard. Yeah. Then I'm going to keep talking about it. Not just for, like I said, I want a better world for my children. And the, the fact of the matter is, is my children are going to grow up with other children that are on social media right now. And I, that's really my driving goal is just to bring awareness. That is awesome. Thank you so much. I I am. I just, I saw your, your reel and I was like, of course it struck me right away. I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've never seen anyone on Instagram that has posted anything like this before. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow. I was, Thank you. I am so happy that I met <laughs> you because it's like, wow, there is someone out there who, who can see it as well. Yeah. And, and um, we got yeah. each other. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I have a 14 year old and he's grown up with, you know, seen everything, the transition of going from parents who drink to parents who don't drink. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I remember my, my husband said, I remember when he said, dad, can you just put down your beer and come, you know, play football with me? It's like that, you know, the cat in the cradle song, like yeah. back in the sixties. And, and he's like, Oh God, that it was just, that's when he was what, I don't know, seven, but it's okay. just one of those things, you know, and now he doesn't have to experience that. He doesn't have to have a drunk drunk parents or yeah. anything like that. And that's huge. And that's yeah. volumes. That's so you know? good. It is. It is. And it's so good for him to be able to see his dad overcome something like that. Like it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So um speak of the devil. He's <laughs> like in the room. Well thank you so much for coming on today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And it was awesome. And yeah. and I hope more people you know, are able to find you and hear this podcast and just really um, have some support. And and where do they go to find you? So, so they can find me on Instagram. I am Jenna Delulio on there. I'll, uh, I'll have you type it out. It's J E N N A D I L L U L I O. But yeah, that's where that's where I reside. And you are um, a silver makeup mentor and you yes. also do makeup as well. I also do makeup time. as well. 
And that's your full-time gig, what you do? Yes, that is my full-time gig that I do. And, um, but yeah, I, we'll see where everything goes from here. Cause like I said, the, this has really opened my heart, um, talking about this too, the possibility of doing other things. So I'm excited for the future. It's endless. Let me tell you, because (laughs) I know the doors that it can open. People need you. Women need you. Thank you. Maybe you've struggled with alcohol. Maybe you know someone who has. Alcohol can be enjoyed as a treat, but some humans cannot drink just one. I've been affected by alcoholism in my personal life. One day while scrolling through Instagram, I real came across my suggestion page. It was Jenna at Sober Makeup Mentor. She had a real up that hit home. This topic being so close to my heart made me want to learn more about her and her journey. Listen along as she shares her journey to a sober life and helping individuals along the way in a world that is saturated with wine culture and mommy juice. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for listening in to today's episode and listening in to Jenna's story and a little bit of mine as well. If you or someone you know is struggling, please contact the Substance Abuse Hotline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-HELP. Thanks for listening in. Until next time, enjoy a creative, soulful life.